What is up, everyone? Welcome to the 14th episode of the Scoops podcast. I am Daniel, and I am joined with a very special guest, my friend Karan. Say what's up, Karan. Nice to meet you guys. How are you? Super to excited here. to have you on the show, man. Super excited to, to talk WrestleMania with you. I mean, we've been going back and forth a bit about uh, about wrestling and about, you know, how excited we really were for this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, let's just get straight into it. Our, our, our first impressions, what, what were your first impressions of, of WrestleMania? I mean, just, I mean, I, listen, right from the start, like obviously every year, um, just as a big fan, you know, I've been, I've been watching since, I don't know, since I was, as long as I've been born, you know, it's been in my family since forever. It's always been in my house, always, always been around and I've always picked up on it. And, you know, just watching my dad every year, watching my brothers see it every year and just seeing their excitement kind of just grow on me and you know every single year I'm always getting so excited around this time of year like around March April because that's obviously when WrestleMania is and stuff um and obviously with COVID-19 hit coming and you know just messing everything up changing our way of life and everything just our view on everything um I can honestly say like for the first time ever I didn't really feel coming into WrestleMania like this was really like WrestleMania you know if that really makes sense because you know like it didn't really just have that feel to it but but the second I turned it on and I saw all those fans and I saw everyone on stage, you know, Vince McMahon addressing the whole crowd and, you know, just hearing the, just, you know, seeing Rhea Ripley's eyes, like her tear, you see her tearing up, just seeing everybody, seeing all the appreciation, everyone's kind of just out of character and everything for a second, you know, like it just felt like, okay, like everything's kind of back to normal just for this moment, you know, like I'm here with the excitement. I'm here watching WrestleMania again with all the fans and, you know, like I just can't wait. You know, and it was, it definitely didn't disappoint night one and night two. So that was it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I understand that, that thought process, I feel like for wrestling fans, um, you know, that time from January to April, especially in April, it's different. Like it's different for, for us. Cause we're really excited for WrestleMania. Cause it's the biggest night of the year for wrestling fans. And, um, I don't, th- this WrestleMania didn't disappoint for me. This WrestleMania was like, it was, it was really, really good. And, um, and I loved, I, at first I really wasn't a fan of the whole pirate thing of the whole like pirate ship stuff. And the, like the pirate intro that they kind of do like a trap sound remix into the background. I really wasn't feeling it, but after I was getting into everything, the pirate ship, it looked really, really good. Like they, it was it, it looked like it looked expensive is what it looked like. Like they spent a lot of money on it and uh, the whole setup was great. Um, the hosts were okay. I mean, I like Titus O'Neil and of who doesn't like Hulk Hogan, but I feel like they, they could have gotten, I don't know. It was just, it was an okay dynamic. Like it wasn't anything amazing. And for WrestleMania, you kind of want amazing. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, especially when you bring up that Hulk Hogan point, like you kind of, I remember when he was host that, I, I don't remember which WrestleMania it was, um, well, whichever one was at the, the Mercedes Benz silver Do- or Superdome, yeah. whatever it was, where he kept calling it the silver dome or something. And you <laughs> yeah, had, uh, you had like, I think Stone Cold came out and like everyone came, I, several people came out. I just remember, and I remember it was crazy, yeah. but, uh, comparing that to, you know, like, obviously not, like you said, nothing wrong with Ty Dessonil, but it didn't have that kind of, you know, host feel to it, like as it, as it did back then. Obviously, like, again, that's a much bigger arena, you know, much bigger people, much more, it's much more electric, you know, but uh, again, like you said, it definitely didn't disappoint and I'm super grateful regardless. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they were, they were playing to the crowd, too, because he's from Tampa, and he just won the Warrior Award, so that's what I think they were trying to go with. But, um, I mean, but I, I don't know. I feel like they, they could have they potentially gone, gone elsewhere. But, eh, I mean, it, it was a good WrestleMania, regardless of who was hosting it. Um, so, speaking of the WrestleMania, we are going to go through night one and night two. All the matches, talk about them for a little bit and grade them all on a scale of one to ten. Um, so I, like I said, I, I've been doing this uh, since WrestleMania ended, and um, I graded them. And I'm a, I'm an easy grader, I'll admit it. I, I'm pretty easy on grading stuff. So I took a point off of all my grades just because it's WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is. It's not just any ordinary pay-per-view. This isn't fast lane. This isn't like some, like it's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And because of that, it needs to be graded much harsher because of all the WrestleManias and matches that we've seen on that stage before. Um, so if you're ready, we'll just get straight into night one. Right, absolutely. I'm I'm kind of I'm it was so the first match was Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship of night one and I'm kind of starting to enjoy this new trend they're doing of starting out with the with the championship match like the main one like I'm starting to really like that at first I was kind of like ah you know you're you're starting high but how are you going to finish everything but I like that they started with that because it was started high and it still ended high because the women's championship match was phenomenal. So it's like they, they knew this. They had this plan. They knew it was going to go like this. So starting with Lashley and Drew, very good match. I mean, I like, I've liked Bobby Lashley since the 2000s. I think anyone that was, you know, a Ruthless Aggression Era fan kind of fell in love with Bobby Lashley in that time period when he first came out and like uh, yeah, all his time then. And the Hurt Business has been really, really cool to see. Uh, and Drew McIntyre, I, I've loved Drew McIntyre's kind of arc from coming in as the chosen one and not really working, him coming in with 3MB, it kind of having like that gimmicky feel instead of like serious. He goes and works indie, and now he's back big buff, better than ever with the Claymore. And, you know, these are just two powerhouse human beings, like two tanks of people. And it was a really good put on match. It was somewhat clean. It wasn't the cleanest. I mean, I, it, it ended with with Drew getting distracted by MVP. So it's not it's not like clean, a clean victory, but it's also not dirty. It's not like MVP went in and hit him with his cane or hit him with something illegal. It was just he kind of distracted him a little. So you can say, ah, that's more Drew McIntyre's fault for getting distracted. But I mean, it was I, I was going into that really unsure of who was going to win the championship and like who was going to come out victorious. So seeing Lashley come out, I mean, it was a good match and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. No, no, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know, bring up that point that you brought up about them starting off really big. I remember when uh, last, no, no, two years ago when they did Brock and Seth Rollins, I remember that was a big, big surprise for me when they started off so big and I remember there was that whole controversy about how they wanted him to main event or he wanted himself to main event. And um, obviously Vince didn't have that in the plans. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what, that's what I read. But um, you know, and I remember when I saw that, I was kind of, I was a little surprised and I was even more surprised about how Seth Rollins won. But um, like you said, you're, that trend is going on and you kind of like it. And I, I mean, I can honestly agree. Like I like it too, especially for an event like WrestleMania, as big as it is, you've got to start off with a bang and you got to start off with, 
the two biggest stars arguably in the company right now um in bobby lashley and drew mcintyre and um you know it's like i said earlier as as i've been watching uh wwe since i was a little kid and i remember in the ruthless aggression area bobby lashley was that big dude man like he was one of my favorites especially when he first burst on the scene in smackdown when i first saw him i was like yo like this guy like when you see like those bigger dudes you're just like okay like i want these guys to be the world champ you know yeah. like and you know and like similar to him and Kofi, like they didn't really get a shot at it, you know. Like he got How one shot. How crazy is that? How yeah, crazy is it that Bobby Lashley has not gotten the championship run yet? Absolutely, it's so crazy. I remember he had that one run with John Cena, but me, me, I personally, I'm John Cena's my favorite. Always will be my favorite, you know. Childish hero, always, will, always will be. You know, I never wanted him to lose, but yeah. that was Bobby Lashley's one chance. And you know, and to think that was his only chance is a little ridiculous to me. Crazy. Because I always think about I, every time I think about Bobby Lashley in the in the past, I always think about like the remember when Chris Masters used to do that Master Lock challenge yeah, and Bobby actually broke, broke out. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness! That was such a good segment. That was that was one of my favorites, and you know, like that's the kind of guy Bobby Lashley is. He's that one dude you can't mess with, you know. And he finally won that title against the Miz, and he was able to defend it. And when he went into WrestleMania, I was like, okay. You know, I'm a little unsure if he's going to keep it because, you know, obviously Drew worked so hard, to your point. He was released and he had to work in the Indies, had to come up and do all this stuff. He had to prove himself again. You know, he had that chosen one gimmick and he finally became the chosen one and he finally won, but without a crowd. And so that's why I thought, okay, maybe this year they're going to let him win in front of a crowd. Now, obviously, I would I wouldn't have been disappointed with either of them winning, but I did I definitely was leaning towards Bobby Lashley, and it was definitely a good match. Um, uh, the little slip up at the end with MVP distracting Drew. I was, as a fan, I was kind of just like, okay, like how does Drew kind of let that get to him, you know? Yeah. But obviously, like like you said, it was um it wasn't like a clean victory, but at least it wasn't an interference per se. Um, and also, I I really the fact that when they ended it, the way they ended it with Bobby Lashley actually not making him tap out, which is really, really important in my opinion. Definitely. You know, it, it definitely um, kept that strong character for Drew. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew didn't tap out, you know, so he didn't, it didn't, it didn't hurt his character in any way. So that was good. It still kept him as a big, big, big guy. Yeah. And I think Drew McIntyre will definitely down the line. will they'll have to see each other down a lot again, you know, and whatever happens there happens there. But overall, I, I think the match was probably like a 7 out of 10, 7.5 as well, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's and like it's very important for those characters to kind of keep that, like for Drew to, to not have tap. Like that's really important. And that's not always achievable in matches. Like it's difficult to get two guys like that in a match and have them both keep that, not just keep the, like how good they are, without putting one necessarily over the other, but do it in an entertaining way. Because as fans, that's what we want to see. We want to see who's better, Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. We want to see it. And we we did get to see it, but not like completely. So, But it's still something that we as fans were pretty entertained by and we were okay with the result. Um, but yeah, yeah, 7.5 out of 10. I mean... Drew McIntyre, he he was given the chosen one gimmick, and little did we know, a decade later, he was really actually the chosen one. We just didn't really see it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great great match to start with. Then they get into uh, the turmoil match for the the number one contender spot for the women's tag team championship belt. I, I mean, it was it was an interesting match. It was interesting. It was an interesting concept of the match. I liked it. It was it was fresh. It was different having 
the different tag teams come in. Um, and it was, it was entertaining enough. It was, it was just, I don't know. It didn't really scream WrestleMania to me. It was, it just kind of felt a little bit like a filler match. I mean, I, I'm fans of a lot of the wrestlers that were involved in it. Not, not to say that they're not talented wrestlers because they are, it was just, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's because I was so excited for everything that was to come. I was just kind of like checking my phone at that point at times. Um, but I mean, still a good match, but because it's mania, because of everything I said, I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think just the problem with it was, I, at least for me, it was some of the tag teams just kind of just felt like they were just thrown in, you know, um, like none of them really felt like genuine tag teams. There were no, there was not really a buildup. You know, like the only team that really felt like a team was just Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Only simply, simply because they had like matching outfits and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know, like they threw in, they threw in Carmella and Billy Kay and they threw in okay. Natalia and Tamina, which was, you know, like, I, I don't mind that. I love, I love seeing new things, especially as a, as a WWE fan. Cause you know, like there's, you just don't want it to be predictable, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, the, these women, they don't get enough credit for what they do. They're definitely very good in the ring, especially, you know, um, Naomi and Lana, I was a little disappointed how they were eliminated so quickly. Um, especially off that, um, that Carmella, she was, you know, like she helped her off the ropes and stuff like that. So I, I, I wasn't too big. A fan. I, I was actually thinking they were going to win. I thought Naomi and Lana were the favorites. Um, but you know, I was glad that they gave Natalia and Tamina, especially Tamina. I was glad they gave Tamina a chance and they let her advance. But, um, overall that whole feel of it, um, I would probably give it like, honestly, maybe like a four out of 10. Yeah, no, understandable. I mean, I, I agree with all the points you made and I mean, I feel like that's, that's kind of a, a like a cop out for WWE at times when they're not really sure creative wise. Oh, let's just throw them in the tag team. But as fans, we can see through it. We can see through when they're just doing that to do it, and um, when we're actually getting a legit tag team like that's going to be carried and that's going to be important to the fans. So yeah, I understand. Um, and similar grades. Uh, then the next match is Cesaro versus Rollins. Um, I already see you smiling. Two, two of my favorite wrestlers in wrestling today, no doubt. I've been talking about it with so many people for so long. Cesaro is like one of the most underrated, appreciated wrestlers in wrestling. Like the dude is legit. Like he can go and he deserves whatever credit comes his way for it. And Seth Rollins is Seth freaking Rollins. Like you don't really have to say much about the guy. The guy just is like he's one of the top guys today in the ring on the mic he's just entertaining all around um and it was a very very entertaining match uh and i gave it a seven out of ten absolutely um cesar i going into night one i thought that was going to steal the show um i didn't think that was going to get as much publicity as it was supposed to get um, just because, you know, like it was just, it was just a regular singles match, you know, like no stipulations, no championships, nothing, but, you know, long, long, long overdue for Cesaro. Um, you know, he's been in WWE for the past decade and he's proven, you know, like he is the guy, they call him the Swiss Cyber for a reason, man, with like his power, like when he put Seth on his shoulders and he started spinning and he like took his hands down and everything, I was like, okay. And then like, well, I don't know, they put like, if you combine both the swings and stuff he put like i don't know like 45 on him or something like that mm -hmm. <laughs> unbelievable i don't think people understand i think people underestimate the strength it takes to do that kind of stuff and endurance and 
Absolutely. And there's not very many guys aside from Cesaro who could do something like that. And obviously, like you said, Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins will always put on a show. Um, I Was he the one who called it? Who's the one that said? No, no, no. That, I was thinking about AJ Styles. But um, JBL called AJ Styles a, the modern day Shawn Michaels, but, or Mr. Wow. WrestleMania or something like that. He said that on the pre-show or something like that. But, um, you know, Seth Rollins can definitely make a case for the modern day Mr. WrestleMania because he puts yeah. on a show every yeah. single time, no matter who it is, win, loss. He definitely puts Cesaro over. And I'm only hoping, I'm absolutely hoping this could result in a push for Cesaro that we've all wanted to see. I, I say we, cause I, I feel like I could speak for everybody, all WWE fans. And I say that cause Cesaro deserves that push. Um, overall, yeah. um, you know, given the singles match, you know, like it wasn't necessarily anything huge, huge. I would definitely say like a seven, but in terms of actual just wrestling itself, that was probably like a nine. Wow. Like that was a very, very good match, in my opinion. Very high praise, very high praise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, deservedly so. Go, go on, go on WWE, go on their social media, and look at any post involving Cesaro. All of them will say the things that we've been saying for the last couple of minutes about how, like, good this guy is, and that he deserves to be pushed to the moon, whether they push him to the moon or not. Like, the dude is, is legit. And, and yeah, I said, I, I don't get as much excitement from someone entering a match as when I hear burn it down. Like when I hear burn it down, it like sends like a jolt of electricity through my body that I only get with a handful of intros, like maybe edges or someone else's like that. But I, I love Seth freaking Rollins. I really do. Have you, just a, just a side thing. Have you ever been like in a, in an arena when that thing happens, the whole burn it down? No, I'm assuming you're I, saying this cause you I, have. I, I have, and it's absolutely electric, unreal unreal i have plans to go to i mean i'm sure you know so 2023 wrestlemania is going to be there and i'm going to be there if i have to like sneak in somehow in the luggage or whatever i'm going to be at wrestlemania 2023 i have to just experience it has to be has to you have to I, I went once as a kid, but as a kid, you don't appreciate it as much as when you're an adult and you have a little bit more connection with it. But, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to do it because I want to experience all that. Um, I mean, how many, how many matches or, or shows have you been to? Um, I think I've been to three or four. Um, I've been, to, I, I went once when I was really little. Uh, I was like probably like eight years old. I went to a Monday Night Raw. And then in the past couple of years, I went to the, that, that's when I went to like the last like bulk of them. Um, I went to Survivor Series in 2018 in LA. Um, I went to the first SmackDown on Fox, um, the Monday immediately after that. And I went to one Raw like in 2019 as well. But yeah, uh, it was, like you said, you don't really appreciate it until you're older. And I definitely didn't appreciate or really remember it as much when I was younger, but when you're older, it's so much better you know like you just you understand everything like you feel the electricity and like you definitely get to appreciate the moment it's it's it's, it's definitely really great and i can't wait to go to another one when they allow it yeah i don't know if you um i don't know how closely you pay attention to nxt but i want to go to an nxt like show because the crowds there i mean they're insane i don't know if you've seen it I, I've seen it. I'm not too big a follower on NXT, but I, I can definitely make the comparison to like when you think of college basketball fans and NBA fans, because that's mm-hmm. like a whole college basketball atmosphere. Like everybody's out of their seat. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's crazy. definitely. 
that's a good comparison. I mean, I, I had a friend of mine recently introduced me to NXT and the stuff that I've seen, it's, it, it reminds me of like old school SmackDown from the mid 2000s, the Ruthless Aggression era. It's just gritty, entertaining wrestling with some storylines when we're kind of used to the opposite now with just hardcore fans that are there and that are into everything that's going on. Absolutely. And just on the topic NXT, for whoever's going to watch, um, I, I have seen, I'm sure you've seen it, um, I believe it was Sami Zayn and Cesaro on NXT. Unreal match. One of the best matches I've ever seen. That one. That one was an unbelievable match. I think that was like four or five years ago, but it was it was crazy. Crazy, crazy match. Yeah. I mean, go go check it out. If you have not checked out NXT, you you would do be you would be doing yourself a favor if you went and go went to check out something from NXT, anything, especially their takeovers. Um, so all right, so moving right along, uh, we are now at AJ Styles and almost against the New Day. Um, a fun match. I I love the New Day. I remember when they first debuted. I was kind of on the fence about it because they would—they were still really into like that whole preacher mode. Like they were preachers and it was all about like church. And I was like, okay, I mean, kind of, I mean, we'll see how this goes. We'll see if this is going to be entertaining enough. And they really grew into their own like thing together. And so um, love Kofi, love Xavier Woods, love uh, Big E who he showed up on night two. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I wasn't really a huge fan of almost, I, I like him like he's a big dude he's a towering dude but it's like I was never really a big fan of the traditional big man like the great Khali like almost just like a big stand there and punch a guy over the head and I mean that's about it just because he's big it's like okay I came here to see a, a wrestling match um, but I'm really enjoying the dynamic between AJ Styles and almost because it's like if you're going to pair someone who isn't a great traditional wrestler with anyone you want to pair him with AJ Styles like that's a, as good a wrestler as you can find so I mean AJ kind of picks up the wrestling aspect and almost is kind of like the brute so it makes sense it, it works it wouldn't work without AJ in my opinion um I, I like that they got the belts I'm wondering what they're gonna do with it next um I gave the match a 6.5 out of 10 just because I mean it, it was it was a good match but I mean almost still has to grow on me a little bit more. Like it was, it was his debut match and it personally, it wasn't anything special. Um, I, but I, I like the other people involved. Um, and I'm, I'm more looking forward to what's coming next more than what I saw. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Um, it was, it was personally, man, like it kind of gave me like a feeling of like a, squash match you know like it wasn't really it wasn't really as good as that I, I i don't know they kind of did the new day dirty for me in a, in a, in a way um you know i it just it just seemed like they didn't stand any chance and i i kind of understand like, i feel like there was two reasons for it honestly i feel like it was just purely purely to just make a statement for omos you know just to make sure like he was everybody knows like okay he's maybe like the next big dude and and to his credit to omos's credit he was a lot more agile, a lot more mobile, and he was a lot better than I thought he would be, you know, and he was, you know, he was wrestling in his, in his dress shoes, which I thought was really cool and his dress pants and everything, but he was able to move around. He was able to throw people around, you know, like he wasn't like great Kali who was barely able to move around, you know, just chop, chop, you know, like do this and that, you know, but he's a Hall of Famer for us. It's okay. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, 
but also that was one thing and the second thing i feel like the only reason they did this was to purely make aj Styles a grand slam champion which i believe he wholeheartedly 100 percent deserves 100 yeah. percent, no question yeah and i'm so happy for him for that you know um he burst on the scene 2016 and he's already made such an impact he's already been one of the greats in wwe already like ever mm -hmm. and he deserves that you know from his work in tna japan everywhere He's one absolutely. of the greatest in wrestling ever. Yeah, just in general. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I it, just starting it though. Um, you know, you brought up the new day and everything. Like people not really feeling them. And I remember when I first saw the new day, I, I felt the same. I felt the same sentiment. I know the crowd felt the same sentiment. I remember the crowd would boom at times, like in the beginning, but they definitely worked their way up. And you know, like ten time, eleven time champion, they deserve it. They deserve it all. They're one of the greatest tag teams ever. Um, yeah. And nobody forgets. Nobody will ever forget Kofi Mania in that moment. You know, and Biggie's on his way to stardom too, and hopefully maybe even Xavier one day. Yeah. Um, but on the AJ Styles and Omos side of the tag team, I never really, I don't really understand that too much. Um, can't really, like you said, it's more of what's going to happen in the future, because I can't, I can't really imagine AJ Styles in a, on a team other than the OC or just not I alongside. Last long. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it it'll probably just just to just for Omos to get a sweet win, just to be able to. Exactly. set himself in and but um overall i the match honestly was probably like a four or five out of ten wasn't that great to me but i i yeah. definitely love the impact and i i'm excited for omas absolutely yeah. happy for aj too um yeah i you're you're correct on all accounts about the uh grand slam champion and everything that you said for aj and for omas um and i i honestly didn't really think about it until you brought it up how much it did look like a squash match like Kofi and Xavier and, and Big E, like they're one of the great stables of recent memory and almost squashed them like a bug. And I mean, when you do that, when you do that with a guy like almost, what comes next, you have to deliver. Like if you do that, then that squash means nothing, nothing. There has to be a payoff to the squash. So we have to see something great out of almost like that's, like that's now become a promise that they've given to WWE. Like, all right, we squashed, he squashed these guys who are one of the greatest, you know, stables. So now this guy's got to be something amazing. No, I totally agree. Cause when you, when you bring that up, when that, when you bring that point up, I always think of, um, I just think of, um, what's his name? Lars Sullivan, you know, like they had him squashing a bunch of people and he was like the next big old dude, like scary dude. But, you know, like no one even knows where he's at anymore. I don't even know if he's in the company anymore. I really don't. He's not. He's not. He, I, got, he got released not that long ago. Uh, you know, and that's that was such a shame because I, I really was excited for Lars Sullivan. I'm really excited for Omos. But obviously, to, to Lars's credit, he didn't have someone like AJ Styles by his side, you know, training him, looking after him and stuff. But, um, no, Omos definitely has, was proving himself yesterday and, you know, can only hope he... Can deliver like you said yeah and it's, it's not the first time wwe like you has said ha, like you said has done this with with wrestlers that they they paint them up and for whatever reason it can't be delivered in the future so crossing our fingers that's not almost because even in the stuff that i've seen you know on on tv like it's like he, he's cool like i like it I, li I like that dynamic so we'll see what he can do um with that switching to another big man Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon steel cage match. Um, I like Braun Strowman. Um, I, uh, he, I mean, I liked his development, how they brought him in. 
Um, I, I, I like who he is now. I, I like that he's talking and he's not just a mindless brute for, for the Wyatts anymore. Um, I'm not a big fan of this. I, I'm, I'm not. It's just, it's, I mean, I get it. It's just kind of cheesy to me that like, any move where the opponent has to stand still for 10 seconds for you to deliver the move, it's like, all right, like, like if that guy paid any attention to the last couple of weeks of wrestling, he knows that going into a match with Braun Strowman, not to stand on the outside of the ring because you're going to get ran over by a truck. So I, that's, I, I never, I never really, really like that, but that's, that's another time. I didn't really like the storyline. It just felt, I mean, it just felt kind of weak to me that this is all like, I, I, I get it. I get, I get the whole bullying thing. I get the whole be a star. It's all WWE. I understand all of that. But it's like a, a mania storyline because he, he he called you stupid. It's like that's something that could literally be squashed backstage in one segment where Braun Strowman throws him through a wall, and that's the end of it. But they dragged it out to a, a steel cage match. That I mean, it was good. It was there were good spots in it when he ripped the the cage. That that crazy dive from from freaking Shane like. I Shane McMahon. Um, he's one of my favorites, and I'm sure he's one of your favorites too. Everyone loves Shane McMahon and all the crazy stuff that he's done. Like that was that was a clean bump from the top of a steel cage for someone that age who was never like a traditional wrestler. Like that is unbelievable for there to be no. Like there's very few wrestlers today that would take a clean front flip bump from the top of a steel cage. Like very few. That is so dangerous. Shane did it. Pulled it off. Because of that, that bump and some of the some of the um, some of the spots in the match, I'm giving this a six out of ten. But I mean, without a few of those things, it would definitely be a couple points less. No, I, I feel like that storyline was definitely a little out of whack too. I mean, uh, I to be completely honest, I actually had no idea that match was going on until like a week before. Like I wasn't even paying attention to that storyline. That's how much I didn't really care about it. But like, um, like you said, like you know, like they advocate for you know WWE is you know they do like their philanthropy work and you know they advocate for like mental health and like just people you know like they be a star like you said you know it's a great thing that they do. That's a great. I love it. I love that they do all that kind of work. You know, like they make people feel like okay, like you're you're bigger than who you are and you can be what you want to be. You know, and to have someone like Braun Strowman advocate for that, like a big time guy, big time star. You know, like that's good. Um, but like you said, it was kind of, it's kind of like a weird storyline. I think it was just purely like just one of those, um, just full on entertainment matches where you have to just get like your traditional Shane McMahon bump in there. You know, like it's, it's something that I look forward to every year. I know Shane McMahon's going to be in a, in a match every year. And that's what I look forward to all the time. Cause I know he's going to pull off the craziest stuff. I just wish, I wish, I wish the steel cage was a hell in a cell, but I understand that's not Braun Strowman's kind of match. I understand yeah. it. I get it. I get it. It's Shane McMahon's kind of match, but it's not Braun Strowman's kind of match. And that's, that's where I kind of wish, you know, it was with someone else other than Braun Strowman. You know, like, obviously, there's no Undertaker, no someone like that you could do it with. But, um, you know, just seeing Shane McMahon dive through the thing again, it was just bringing back memories, bringing back, you know, like, you could only, you could think of him jumping off the Titan Tron. You could think of him getting yeah. thrown off the cell. You could think of him just going across the ring with the steel trash can over your head you know like he, he, that's just shame that's who he is you know and that's yeah. what i love seeing every single year but i i've seen people actually and i've heard people actually talk about how they're they're getting a little tired of the whole shane mcmahon thing and i i i kind of disagree with that i'm not really sure how you could be tired of that it's just 
it's just it kind of just brings back that whole ruthless aggression attitude era kind of feel you know that i feel like we're desperately missing in this era um yeah but you know i i was also hoping saving would go through the ring but it didn't happen but i mean it was it was it definitely had its moments like you said with uh with that happening and braun Strowman tearing the thing down i feel like the whole elias and Riker thing was kind of just throwing just to have them in um, yeah, another you know, thing uh, that felt a it, little forced, like like throw them together yeah, in the tag team. I feel like they they kind of just had to throw a little bit of people here just to have them involved because you know there was, it was just that like they they hit them a little t- a bit of times in the beginning and you don't really see them after that. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I I'd probably say just just because it was one of those matches that wasn't just a regular traditional singles match and it had that little ruthless aggression feel, attitude era feel to it. Not attitude era, sorry, that's a little extreme. But it had a it was probably like a six, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's what I gave it. Um, you wanted you wanted Shane to go. Is that what you were thinking when Shane was falling? Like I want him to go through the ring. I I thought he was. I swear to you, I thought he was going to go through the ring. I thought that impact was going to be so bad that he was going to go through it because he caught so much air. He, he caught so he much air. He like jumped. he didn't just get he didn't just get thrown. Like he got thrown and he added the yeah. extra impact. You know, I was like, I saw him. I was like. Oh, okay. And then it, he kind of just fell, and I was like, ah, oh, I cringed a little because like, I was just like, oh, man, like I can't even – I don't think people understand how hard that hit is. Like I don't think people understand how hard the ring mat is. Yeah. Like yeah. that's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. But I mean, there's a, Shane McMahon's the guy to do it. So, I mean, props to him, crazy. man. He's probably like 50-some years old doing it every year. That guy goes through stuff every year, and he performs every year. You were you were you were thinking he was gonna go through the ring. I was as he was in air. I was just hoping he'd survive. Like that's what I was actually thinking because that is that is not easy to do with, especially with no one to catch you. Like very few people that I can think of have really done something like that. And I mean, I think it's just that's got to be Shane's mentality. I I don't know the guy. Never met the guy in my life. Love the guy, but I'm if I'm thinking what Shane's thinking is probably I got to do one thing in these very important pay-per-views like WrestleMania to, that people will remember, you know, even mm. if they don't remember the entirety of the match, even if they don't remember the storyline, they'll remember me doing a freaking front flip from the top, from the top of a, a steel cage. Like they'll remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whoever, just a side note, whoever supplies his shoes does a great job every year, oh, yeah. every year, every oh, year. Yep. He, he's a big shoe guy. He's been on, you know, he's, he's talked about his shoes a bunch of times. I've always, always, and I've said this to many wrestling friends of mine, I've always wanted a Shane O'Mac baseball jersey. Always. Oh, my friend has one of those. It's it's dope. It's dope. It's a dope thing to see. It's absolutely, it's really cool. I definitely would. I, if I could, if I would buy, if I had a choice to buy one, I'd definitely buy one. Um, he had a really nice one. Whatever that custom one was, that was super dope. Super All his stuff dope. is always custom. I mean, it's Shane yeah. O'Mac. Here comes the money. Mm-hmm. His jerseys are custom. <laughs> his shoes are usually custom. Like, that's just, that's freaking Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. That's when you got McMahon money. <laughs> Absolutely. Billionaire mindset. Well, um, another great intro song, by the way. Shane, Shane's yeah. intro music. Love it. Um, uh-huh. Next match. And tied for one of the highest scores that I give through night one and nine, and night two because um, of how much I really loved it. The Bad Bunny match. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. I mean, so impressed by Bad Bunny. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is what he really did. Like, someone who is not a traditional wrestler, 
going a couple months of training for something that these guys do like so many days out of the year, like so the most of their time of the year are just training for matches. Bad Bunny went in there. He from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, just putting on entertaining performances, working hard. And I mean, just putting an impact as a celebrity that not that many celebrities have had. Like, sure, you have you. Of course, you have big names like Ali, uh, Tyson, uh, Mr. T, Trump, like all these very memorable and big celebrities. But I'm talking about just the actual work, like the work that was put in for the company. I mean, unmatched for what Bad Bunny did uh, behind the scenes in his training and the match itself. The match itself was impressive. It was Honestly, a lot of people were saying, I was looking on social media, they weren't really expecting it. I was expecting it. I was full on expecting Bad Bunny to give us something that we were going to be impressed with. I, I just, by how much of a fan he really was, I had a feeling, you know, maybe he's not the most coordinated athlete in the world, but he's been watching this forever. So it's going to help him pick up on things pretty fast. And I mean, he was, he started out the match. Like how, how many times have you really seen like a celebrity start out the match? Not just start out. He was in there for a good 10, 15 minutes doing the whole, mm-hmm. you know, battered wrestler getting beat up and double team until he finally gets attacked from Damian Priest. And then went more on that. He did the, the freaking, the Canadian destroyer, whatever it was. He did the, the suplex with Damian Priest. He did another splash off the top rope. Like he did in the Royal rumble, like this all really impressive stuff. From January to April, he's taken a lot of bumps, taken a lot of hits, put his body on the line a lot. Um, just all really, really good stuff. And he's made me a fan. I wasn't a fan, a big fan of Bad Bunny before this. My my fiance is. She loves Bad Bunny. But his song Booker T, listen to it all the time now. Um, Booker T being a, a, as a guest commentator, also super awesome. And I've, I've become a huge Bad Bunny fan off of this. And um, a huge shout out to The Miz because half of what you're seeing from Bad Bunny comes from the person that he's fighting against. And he spent the majority of that match fighting against The Miz. And The Miz it doesn't get enough credit as a wrestler sometimes. And he also probably won't get enough credit from this match from how well he was able to sell someone who is not a traditional wrestler. So the, mm-hmm. a big shout out to The Miz and John Morrison for, you know, all, all the selling that they did for and how well they were able to sell Bad Bunny. And I'm sure it wasn't that hard because of how, you know, good Bad Bunny did. And I'm, I'm sure, I don't know if you saw Bad Bunny uh, and it was like a commercial at night too when it was all over social yeah. media, you know, his little write off into the sunset with his microphone. I thought that was super awesome. Honestly, that's what I, I predicted. That's what I thought was going to happen. He would get his WrestleMania match and right off into the sunset, back into his music career. And maybe, you know, he may come back at some point in the future, maybe as a guest host, maybe as as a performer again, who knows, but that this is kind of like the closing of a chapter in Bad Bunny's career and in, you know, the rest celebrity part of wrestling. Um, Yes, 100%, 100% agree. Um, Bad Bunny performed so far beyond my standards, my expectations, and I'm sure he performed beyond everybody's expectations. Um, you know, like I, I, it's one thing to watch wrestling. Like I, 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 like I said, I've been watching wrestling forever. I could say like, okay, I can go in there and do all this kind of stuff, but I don't think, like you said, nobody understands how difficult that is. And Bad Bunny's been watching it forever. 
Nike one in there and he performed like he was an actual superstar. Like if I didn't know who Bad Bunny was, if I had no idea what his name was, like I had nothing, I, I think he was an actual superstar. You know, like he performed that well, in my opinion, um, from that. Like, but I will say like, I, to his credit, man, like absolutely to his credit, like you said, The Miz, there's, this match is not as good as it would be without The Miz. You know, like his his ability to speak on the mic, his be able to his his ability to create promos and cut promos, and you know, like you say, he's an underrated wrestler. That's why he's been a like a nine time eight nine eight time eight nine time intercontinental champion. He's been a multiple time world champion. You know, he does a very good job, like in and out of the ring, um, and on the mic. Um, when I saw Bad Bunny's jump off the rope in the Royal Rumble, I was a little skeptical. Um, but then he tried it again. Cause you know, like, remember he had like that little slip and like everything like that. And I was like, Oh man, he almost hurt himself. But then he tried it again in the, um, in the match and he performed it really well. And he did that suplex and he did that insane move that left everyone shocked outside. I was, I, I was really scared. Cause I thought was John Morrison, like, like, I, was, like okay. I thought John Morrison like broke his neck or something. I was like, really, I was like, okay, I don't know how he did that. And then he jumped. Oh, was that the same match where he jumped over the rope too? And then Damian Priest did it too. Was that the same one? Am I thinking of the same match? I, Damian Priest, he kind of like whipped Damian Priest, and then he did the splash after that. Yeah, he did the splash. Yeah, that one. That yeah, was that yeah, was crazy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, but regardless, for a celebrity, he set the bar so high for whoever wants to, you know, get a contract with WWE who doesn't have some sort of MMA or wrestling or whatever background. But he performed so, so well. It kind of reminded me of the whole Ronda Rousey thing. You know, people, Ronda Rousey came in and at WrestleMania and everyone thought like, okay, like, is she going to perform real? She performed really well too. But Bad Bunny performed so, so well. And I think for me personally, for any celebrity or whoever that I've seen, he's performed the best that I've ever seen in WWE so far. And, you know, you could tell he wasn't there just to get his check, you know, and leave. He was there to perform. And he performs very, very well exactly. in his music. And he performs, you know, like he, it's credit to him. He puts so much into his craft and he definitely displayed it and very, very happy for him. And I, I really, really, truly hope to see him like after whenever his wrestling career is over or his music career is over, maybe he could pursue something in wrestling if he's interested. Um, over, overall, just, oh, and also his entrance. His entrance was unreal. It was great. It was that, that WrestleMania. -ish. He had insane pyro i think he had the most pyro aside from like roman reigns or something like that was crazy um and coming in on the truck and like on top of the truck that was really great um overall i would say that match is probably an eight out of ten just because of the entertainment factor and obviously it was great wrestling as well yeah but that's yeah, what say, i gave it to yeah. i mean i think it was just this beautiful mutual agreement between wwe and bad bunny wwe getting some mainstream attention that they weren't getting before because of how mainstream bad bunny was and mm. bad bunny really getting to live out this dream that he had that he shares with a lot of wrestling fans of you know being able to go out and do this for a couple months and you know put on a show then and wrestle the way that he did um and it was just it was it was a win-win-win for everyone a win for bad bunny a win for wwe and a win for the fans because we all enjoyed it um i just it was just, it was so cool all around. All, every part of it, every part of Bad Bunny's, you know, what what he himself has been doing in WWE. I mean, I, I've loved it. I, I really, really have enjoyed it. Mm. Just, I mean, so, so good. Um, all right. So now on to the main event of the night, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um, 
great match. And I mean, them being able to put on that match and be able to be trusted to be the main event at WrestleMania gave WWE the flexibility to put Lashley and Drew as the opening match. Like I don't, that, that needs to be stressed a lot at, at how great that makes the pay-per-view in general. And that a lot of that credit should be given to Bianca Belair and to Sasha Banks. Um, but yeah, a beautifully put on match. I mean, two of the top women superstars in wrestling. I mean, Sasha Banks is more than established. I mean, she was one of the pioneers, is one of the pioneers of, you know, women really being, you know, portrayed and uh, in, in WWE the way that they are now. And I mean, Bianca winning the championship, is just, it, it's her time. Like she's arrived, like she's cementing herself as one of those women as well. I mean, and she deserves it. I mean, she really, I mean, EST of WWE, like she really is a lot of those things, especially in the women's department. She is unbelievably athletic, super talented, uh, super entertaining to watch. Like she is one of the, like, she's young and she's pretty, she's new, but like she's already up there. And it's just, it, it was, it was a, a great match. And I was, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. And I gave it, I gave it like a 7.5, maybe an eight out of 10. Um, it's just cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grade hard, but it was, I was entertained 7.5. I'm entertained and I, I'm happy with that match. Um, you know, when you think of WrestleMania main events, you know, like you think of stuff like, like John Cena and the rock, you think of rock and stone cold, you know, you think of you know, like Hulk and or Hulk Hogan and The Rock, you know, like you think of like all these big, big, big time names, think of Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, all these guys. And to have that pressure to know you have to perform at such a level that you're going to be in the main event, like that's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure. Like I don't think anyone understands. And to be able to pull that off, especially as women, you know, like a lot of people don't, like I said earlier, a lot of people don't give these women credit for the performances they put on in the ring, especially this new era of women. You know, we started, we saw with the whole Divas Revolution, like when Stephanie said, this is a revolution, it was a revolution. Like these women are here, they're here to stay and they have proven it. Like from Charlotte Fair to Asuka, to Sasha Banks, to Bailey, to Becky Lynch, to whoever, to now, now Bianca Belair. Like Bianca Belair is holding that title and, you know, she's putting the whole women's division on her back right now. And, yeah. you know, she's a monster, monster athlete. You saw her, pre we all saw her press Sasha. She was walking up the, the stairs. We saw her 450 slashes. We saw that whip thing. We saw, we obviously, yeah. obviously we know how Sasha Banks performs. Like she's a performer and she's yeah. arguably the best performer right now too. But, um, you know, like you're just, I'm, I'm just so happy for Bianca, you know, um, Sasha, like you said, is proven, but Bianca isn't yet really yet, you know, like she's just holding her first title. And I, I, I really, wish she could have won that Royal Rumble in front of fans, but I'm glad she got this pop in front of, you know, actual fans. You know, her family was there. It was an emotional moment. And obviously her and Montez backstage was a great yeah. moment too. Um, but Bianca, if anyone deserves it right now, it's Bianca. And I'm glad that they're giving these newcomers this chance, you know, instead of like the old Charlotte Flair and the old Oscar and the old whatever, like they're giving yeah. new names a chance now. And I love that. And that's how I've always been. I've always wanted to see the upstarts come and like prove everyone wrong. And, and if there's how, anyone, that's how it should be. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. 
And Bianca is definitely that person to do that. And, you know, I hope she has a lengthy reign. She deserves it. And, you know, just for little girls and women everywhere who think they can't really do it, like who really think they can't make it wherever they want to make it, like they can, you know, like if they can do it in WWE, they can do it on these big stages, the biggest entertainment spectacle, like, dude, like they could do it, man. And I'm, I'm exactly. happy for Bianca, happy for all of them. Overall, I think the match was um, probably an eight out of 10. It was a great, great match. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with everything you said. It was, it was a really cool moment. And I mean, that, that idea of putting the belt on someone like an upstart, on someone that young with the potential to, to be a great and, you know, you're, you're pretty sure they're going to be a great. That's something that we see a lot with the men, it, it, we, like with Orton, like with, you know, these guys that were, that were really young, like in their early 20s, but we slapped the belt on them because of the potential that we see in them. And I'm happy that we're seeing that in the women's division too, that they don't have to necessarily like prove themselves with this 10 year, you know, resume that it's like, all right, they went in there for a couple of years and brought the roof down and the fans are behind them, slap the belt on them and let's see what they can do with it. Like they deserve it. So I'm with you on that. Completely love it. Love Bianca Belair, love the match. Um, and I'm there, there's just, there's a lot of there's a lot of women in the in in the women's division that I'm I'm really excited about Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. It's like all Charlotte Flair, all these names. It's like all right, like like I'm like I'm I'm invested. You you have me. I'm gonna sit here and watch these matches. Like like you you've done that job, and I at times am, am taken back to women in the past who I only wish I could have seen in a women's movement like this. Lita, Beth Phoenix, Trish Stratus, like women that in their times were like, we look back at them and we're like, wow, you know, they're kind of like pioneers for the women's movement, like for, for, for women, you know, being what they are today. And it's like, man, can you imagine, can you imagine seeing like a Trish Stratus against a, a Becky Lynch or like a Beth Phoenix against a Charlotte Flair? Like that would be a, a timeless match. Absolutely. And I, w I wish I was a little older to be able to like understand how great those women were. Like at the time, I think it was like four or five, you know, I really wasn't able to appreciate how good like Trish, I can only hear stories and understand, like I, hear I always hear stuff about how, you know, Trish Haddish is considered the greatest woman wrestler of all time, one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time. And, you know, I've never really been able to understand, like I have faint memories of just her holding the championship, you know, like I don't really remember it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, I remember all of Charlotte's reigns and all of Becky's reigns, all of Sasha's reigns, but you know, like I, I, those women like her, Lita and all those people are definitely pioneers and they definitely deserve that, that respect too. 100%.